Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Lions Hangover Podcast. I am a plus-size model who is happy with the size of his ankles. Let's talk about the game. Elbow, forearm, he's going to be down. The result of the play is a touchdown. And then the flag that was thrown on this was picked up. Did they get the face mask? So by rule, the game is over. The Lions Hangover. All right, as always, thanks for watching and listening, either on YouTube or Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also track me down on all of the social media pages, at the Lions Hangover Podcast. This week's Twitter poll is up. I'm asking, where would you rank Amon Ross St. Brown? among the receivers in the league. I feel he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Am I biased or is he getting dissed? So please head over to my Twitter page and voice your opinion there. Also, please rate and subscribe, preferably to both formats. Uh, Coming up, I may do an audio-only podcast next week. I'm going to be out of town and away from the studio, so I'm going over my options right now as far as getting a show out. So... Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, I got to apologize for last week because I was trying something with the mic and it did not work well. That's not going to happen this week because I'm going to be right up on this mofo. Uh, So now that the business is taken care of, let's break down this week's game. All right. So this week, the Lions start on offense, which I hate. And if you're not sure why I hate it, go back and listen to the other episodes because it's just I can't just keep beating this drum. Uh, but anyways, Lions, they start off strong uh, for a little bit. The first half, they look like uh, an actual NFL team. They look like a, a Super Bowl contender, might I say, for that, that first half of the game. Uh, Jamal Williams gets the first touchdown uh, with a, a short run into the end zone. And then uh, it's Miami's turn on offense, and Malcolm Rodriguez records his First career sack, kind of hard to believe because he's just zipping around that field all the time. I know everybody loves Rodrigo. Uh, Hey, weather alert. It's going to rain soon. Let me turn that off. Uh, So after he gets his first sack, uh, he also gets a fumble recovery because Kirby Joseph, two weeks in a row, forces a fumble. And I believe it was Malcolm Rodriguez that recovered that fumble. Uh, I got to say... Kirby Joseph, keep it up, man. Uh, He's really coming through. Uh, Two weeks in a row, making a big play like that. I I do think he's getting better. He probably has a long way to go. Uh, But he's definitely been a bright spot the last two weeks. So the Lions get the ball back, and they are still going strong on offense. A key big play by Hawkinson, a 52-yard reception, puts them in scoring position, and they finish the drive with a DeAndre Swift touchdown reception from Jared Goff. This is the first time this year the Lions have scored points off of a turnover. Kind of hard to believe, but they also haven't had that many uh, turnovers this year. They haven't created too many turnovers. Uh, at this point, the Lions are winning 14 to nothing. Scoring is coming fast, and it is coming often by both teams. Uh, Miami has no problem driving the ball down on their next drive and scoring. Tua throws it to Waddle all day. The Lions could not come up with anything to defend Tyreek Hill or Waddle. 
So with 50 seconds left in the quarter, the Lions lead 14-7. to Not necessarily a bad showing on defense the first half, but not a great one either. Miami just has some of the top speediest receivers. They're, they're one of the fastest teams in the NFL. Uh, if you watch the broadcast today, they, they talked about how a lot of their players play track in college and or high school. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you, you couple that with the Lions having one of the worst pass defenses, if not the worst pass defense in the league, and that's just going to spell T-R-O-U-B-L-E trouble. Uh, but on the Lions' next drive, they stay aggressive and one failed challenge called by Campbell. And I actually don't mind that he challenged it. It didn't look like a catch. Uh, I think it was Amon Ross St. Brown. Was that right? Yeah, but he challenged it. It didn't look like a catch. Uh, I was kind of hoping that they would just call it a catch. Uh, but, yeah, he, he didn't get the three steps in. Uh, after that challenge, Lions get one more playoff before the end of the quarter, which I love because this is smart aggressiveness. Why not try and go score? They didn't do anything stupid. Uh, it's low risk, but it keeps Miami on their toes instead of just letting the quarter run out. You know, I, I hate that idle play. Like, take control of the ball, you know, and and really let them know that you plan on moving the ball. You plan on being tough and aggressive, and I like that. Um. The Lions go back to St. Brown for a 21-yard reception before the end of the quarter. And then at the start of the second quarter, Goff is looking like a real NFL quarterback, throws deep to Khalif Raymond, and then Jamal Williams gets his second touchdown of the game. The Dolphins on the next drive, though. Lions just can't stop their speed. Tua finds Waddles again for his second touchdown of the game. Lions winning 21-14 with over 11 minutes left in the half. There's plenty of time left, and there's already so many scoring, so much scoring going on. Uh, on the Lions drive, St. Brown takes a huge hit and hangs on to the ball. <sighs> After last week, you're kind of like, oh, crap, dude, get up. But he just popped right back up, so he's, he's really good. Uh, I feel like he really is a top 10, probably a top 7 receiver in the league. This is where the Twitter poll comes in. Uh, the offense semi sputters and settles for a field goal attempt, which Badgley nails a 42 yarder. He's three for three as a line, and the Lions take a 24 14 point lead. Everything is looking good uh, at this point. The defense isn't getting trampled, but you can tell Miami is able to move the ball on us. So the defense needs to come up strong, and they don't. The Dolphins' next drive lots of penalties and a strong defensive stand. Uh, forces Miami to just a field goal. So the Lions maintaining their lead 24-17. And it's like you can kind of feel it, though. The tide is turning. Uh, so at this point, there's about two minutes left in the half. Miami gets the ball after the half. So it's like, come on, Lions, stay aggressive. And on fourth, on a fourth down, uh, fourth down comes up. And the Lions, I'm, I'm like in my chair. I'm like, please stay aggressive. Just like keep going for it. I was kind of bummed with uh, the fact that there was a fourth down, but I, I love Jack Fox, and it's like okay, so we weren't able to score. That sucks, but uh, they fake the punt. They fake the punt, and then the next play, Goff catches his own pass, a deflected pass, which that was pretty sweet. And I, I love that smart play. It was a very heads up play. Again, very impressed with Goff the first half. He was amazing. He was accurate. He was making smart decisions. He was getting rid of the ball quickly. Everything that he hasn't been doing the last two weeks, he actually did today. 
and everything was looking bright and sunshiny. At the before the season started, when I said that the Lions could go ten and seven, this was the type of play I was talking about. Jared Goff needed to have for the Lions to be able to go ten and seven, but he just hasn't done that. Uh, but uh, what an amazing first half! Uh, the Lions finished it off with a field goal to reclaim to reclaim a ten point lead, twenty seven seventeen at halftime. Now, like I said, there's been plenty of scoring. Uh, both teams accumulated about 592 yards of offense that's the most of any game this season uh at the half though like their defense is just struggling at the half two already had 253 yards Tyreek Hill already had seven receptions for 142 yards Waddle already had six receptions for 72 yards and the two touchdowns offensively the Lions were not able to keep up uh, they didn't have stats that looked like that. Jared Goff's stats were looking good in the first half, but nothing nothing like that. So out of the half, Miami gets the ball, and they continue to flex their speedy muscle and cap off their drive with a touchdown. Lions now winning only by three, 27-24. Lions start to shoot themselves in the foot, though. They had three straight plays with a penalty. Not a good start to the second half, not with this defense. And with that, Tua... Uh, Miami's next drive. Tua connects with Gaiseki, 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 their tight end for the touchdown. Dolphins finally taking their first lead of the game, 31 to 27. That's the score at the end of the third quarter. There should have been a penalty on Miami when Goff was sliding. I felt like there was a late hit. He clearly already declared that he was sliding. He was already in motion and it wasn't a hard hit, like Goff was completely fine. However, it was a late hit. I mean, and that's the penalty. And as much as the league protects the quarterbacks in the league, all the way around the league, they didn't protect Jared Goff today. And I feel like not not because I was worried about Goff getting injured or anything like that, but you got to send a message to the defenses around the league. Like, look, even though this one isn't that serious, we can't have you doing that and risking it. So I would have preferred a penalty on that one. Maybe I'm the only one on that. Uh, but anyway, that's the score at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Lions stall on another drive, and they're forced to punt for their first official punt of the game. I believe that was the first official punt of the game. For our Miami, though, through a series of penalties and conservative play calling, Lions finally force a Miami punt with 8.17 left in the game. Lions, who were one for one on fourth down with that fake punt, uh, attempt a deep pass to Reynolds. Now, I know some people are questioning Dan Campbell here on this one, maybe Ben Johnson. Like, why are you throwing it deep on fourth and two? I'm going to put the blame on Jared Goff. I mean, you got two to six receivers at any given play. Uh, Reynolds was running deep on that one. You want a variety of receivers. You want somebody to get open. I feel like it was just bad decision-making from Jared Goff. I probably would have looked for a receiver that was close. I'm sure there was one that was close and open. He wasn't looking that great in the second half, so I just believe that was probably poor decision-making from Jared Goff. Uh, It would have been an amazing catch because it looked like Reynolds got tied up with his feet a little bit, misdirection. Uh, He did make a diving attempt, and he was probably within a foot and a half of catching the ball. It would have been fantastic. It would have looked great. Uh, But that would pretty much be the ball game because Miami would get the ball back and just run out the clock. The final score ends up being 31-27. Goff, Jared Goff, finished with 
finished with 321 yards passing. He was 27 of 37 with one touchdown. Statistically, it looks okay. But if you watch the game, he completely fell apart in the second half. He just didn't make any mistakes that killed us, but he didn't do anything that saved us either. Not much of a rushing game. Williams finished with 57 yards on 10 attempts with the two touchdowns, which is pretty amazing. But it seems like in the second half, uh, they went away from Williams. He was moving the ball. That's 5.7 yards a carry. I don't think he had very many attempts in the second half. So why, why do you do that? Why do you make adjustments that hurt your team? During halftime, why would you go away from running the ball? It was successful. Uh, St. Brown finishes with seven catches for 69 yards. Hawkinson, three catches for 80 yards, plus that 52-yarder. So that was really a mediocre day. I know there's some trade rumors about Hawkinson right there. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, But that's a different show, different time. Uh, Khalif Raymond finished with three catches for 76 yards, and Swift had five catches for 27 yards, and he did have the touchdown. You could tell that the Lions were still sort of babying him. They were kind of trying to take it easy with his ankle injury and his shoulder injury. Uh, Defensively, Oruwarie and Harris finished with six tackles. Rodriguez and Hughes finished with five tackles, and they each got their first sack of their careers. They did, however, allow Tua to throw for 382 yards. He was 29 of 36 with three touchdowns. That's what you want your quarterback to look like. Hill, Tyreek Hill, had 12 catches for 188 yards. He's got to be one of the fastest players in the league. Waddle had eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Excuse me. And Gaiseki Gaiseki, I don't really know how to say his name, uh, had the other touchdown. Overall, the Lions have to figure out how to stop the pass. I know it's their – the pass defense is one of the worst in the league. They got to get that to, together. They got to figure that out. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they definitely need to figure out how to play a full 60 minutes of football as well. All of their 27 points came in the first half. They have to get faster. They have to get much, much faster. Uh Not much else to say about this game. Next week, they take on a very beatable Packers team. Very beatable Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Even though they are beatable, I'm not going to say that they're going to win because how how could you say that about the Lions right now? You should always fear Aaron Rodgers and the refs when Green Green Bay is in town. It seems like the refs always favor Aaron Rodgers, especially when he's here. Uh... So that kind of worries me a little bit. Uh, what kind of controversy is going to come out of next week's game? Uh, but regardless, he doesn't seem to have the supporting cast that he once had. Uh, and I got to say, the rest of the schedule, minus the Buffalo Bills game, there's not a team on here that scares me. So I think the message this week was we're close. We're very close. We know how close we are. How close are we? Uh, this is a rhetorical question to Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. Uh, are we one, two, three players away, defensive players away? I, I feel like we're kind of set on offense. We knew, we do need to get more consistent. But if we are only one or two players away on defense, why do we have to wait until the draft? Uh, trade deadline's coming up. Make a move. Get aggressive. You have an extra first-round draft pick. I'm not saying use it, but for the right person, use it. You have draft capital. Get rid of a second and third-round pick. Like It doesn't matter to me. We don't have to be 
losers this season. We have a freaking easy schedule. Let's win some games. Go get somebody. Make something happen. Cut some players. Trade some players. Trade some draft picks. Whatever you got to do, get creative. You are a coach with a long-term contract, a ridiculous long-term contract, an inexperienced coach with a ridiculous long-term contract. I'm not necessarily blaming, blaming Brad Holmes just yet. I feel like he should get an opportunity to hire his own coach. Uh, but regardless, these two are in it together, and they're trying to build something. So build something. Go get some players. Don't make us wait until the draft. Why do we have to get excited about the draft? It's not even officially November yet. Why are we talking about the draft? I don't want to hear C.J. Stroud. There's no good quarterback from Ohio State. No good quarterback. Name a good quarterback in the NFL from Ohio State ever in the history of the NFL. Exactly. I don't want to hear about C.J. Stroud. He's too skinny. He plays for Ohio State. And this isn't anything against Ohio State other than the fact that good quarterbacks, good NFL quarterbacks, don't come from Ohio State. So, uh, sorry. Just a lot of pent-up frustration. Uh, Other than that, That'll do it for me this week. Uh, Thanks again for watching, listening, subscribing, telling your friends about me. Please tell your friends about me. I like doing this. Uh, I like seeing the audience. It makes me feel good. All right, that was weird. Uh, Anyway, you guys have a good night. Go Lions. Let's beat the freaking Packers. (sighs) 